0: We'll take our scripture from the book of Hebrews chapter 2 Hebrews chapter 2 starting at the first verse Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard lest at any time we should let them slip for if the word Spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? We hear this scripture a lot, at least I have. And I, I believe sometimes we gloss over the second verse. So let, let's let's talk a little bit about what what's trying to be said here. And in order to do, let's read it for again. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward for if, so there's that if, and then the next verse says, how shall we escape? So it's pretty important for us to understand what this if is all about. So let's take a look at a very short verse in Luke chapter 17, Luke 17, three words, 1732, remember Lot's wife. Do we all know that story? Well, in case you're not sure, let's read some of it. So now we have to go to Genesis, Genesis 19. I'll start at verse 15. And when the morning arose, then the angels hasted, hastened lot, saying, "Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city." And while he lingered, the man laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters the Lord being merciful unto him. And they brought him forth and set him without the city. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad, that he said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee. Neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. The angel said, Look not behind thee. Okay, verse 26. But his wife looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. What the angel said. Let's go back and read that again in Hebrews, or we put some context behind this. Hebrews chapter 2. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast... And every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. If the angel says, don't look back and you do judgment, then how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? This is really, really important. This is serious business. We don't want to gloss over what's being said here. And I don't think we ever try to, but it helps us put some context around what was really being said. This is just one example, but hopefully it makes sense. If an angel tells someone to not look back and they do, and we see immediate judgment, how, how shall we escape? If we neglect so great salvation. There are many ways people try to escape. Some people, if you're a prisoner, you can escape from prison. You're just going to end up right back where you started, though. So you didn't get anywhere. Addicts, whether it's drugs, alcohol, whatever it might be. They're trying to escape from reality. Well, once they get sober, reality's right there staring them in the face again. No change. Everything's real. And they're still an addict. We're presenting tonight the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is. The escape that is being discussed. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? An escape from what? Eternal hell, death. It's that serious. And we're so thankful for Jesus, who died on the cross and shed his blood for all of us. Many here are Recipients of that salvation, and many of us may have found that the escape from hell was part of the part of the deal we were looking for—the escape from eternal death. The result of sin is real, and the and the gospel truly does work. Uh, we we the, the testimonies tonight. I, I felt like what what can I add? What can I add to the testimonies tonight? They're wonderful. Jesus' blood that was shed on the cross is a redemptive power that when we repent and ask Jesus to forgive us, we find life. We go from death to life, from darkness to light. It is an eternal consequence. Once we're delivered, we find that it's so much more than an escape. That that, that is just the beginning uh, of of something that's grand and and glorious. Uh, The prisoner finds a new lifestyle. The, The addict is delivered and learns to accept the reality that they ever were trying to run away from in the first place. We find that when we have questions that we can't answer, when we have loved ones that are sick, we can, we can go to the Lord. He, the, Jesus Christ is not an escape, escape hatch. He's our best friend. Uh, when we when we get saved, it's not just a, something to help us run; it's someone to help us live and escape provides provides a way out. but we need so much more than that. We need a relationship that that that's what's missing. Before we're saved. That's what's missing when we're facing eternal death. What's missing is relationship with the one who created us. And Jesus did what he did. Dying on that cross because he knew he needed to span the gap. And he did. We want to take full advantage of that. If we don't seek Jesus for answers, we're neglecting the very one who provided us the escape. If we don't look into God's word and and seek his will, we're neglecting that great salvation. If we only use Jesus' death on the cross as an escape, we're going to fall short. That's not what it's all about. And that's what, this, that's what they're saying here. Let's take a look again. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? I, I was looking at a commentary. And uh, those who neglect it, this is Clark's commentary, are not only they who oppose or persecute it, but they are those who pay no regard to it those who don't want to meddle with it or concern themselves with it. They don't want to lay it to heart, and consequently they do not get their hearts changed. They cannot escape the coming judgment of God. It's a serious, serious thing to neglect so great salvation because in the bottom line we're refusing to apply the one remedy that we have to have. It's so important. We sing a song, Jesus is the answer. Right? Jesus is the answer for the world today. Do we believe it? Amen? For everything? Everything. Yeah? I believe you believe that. Amen. You ever been to a, in a situation where the circumstance looks so big that it got in the way? Who's, I'm I'm not gonna ask for hands, but we've been there, yeah? Yes. And all of a sudden it's like, what do I do? But we heard this morning, sometimes we don't even know how to pray, but the Spirit gives us, it does it for us. That's the kind of relationship we can have. Trials. We all have trials. Isaiah forty three two says, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Doesn't say he takes the trial away. He just walks through it with us step-by-step, hand-in-hand. When we start questioning, we just take it to the Lord. He might not give us an answer, but we know He's there. When we have decisions. One of my favorite verses, Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. It's easy to just say that real fast. Trust in the Lord with... All. The whole thing. All thine heart. That's a lot. That, that, that's, uh, jumping in with both feet. That's letting go of everything else. Trusting the Lord with all our heart. Leaning not unto, here's another hard one. Leaning not unto my own understanding. Boy, that's a tough one. We look around, and we can come—we can come up with all sorts of reasons why we do this or that, or why it should be this way or that way. That's our understanding. We want to trust the Lord with all of our heart, leaning not, leaning not. In other words, we can't even think that way. We've got to lean the other way completely. We have to abandon our own understanding. That's where the blessing is. temptations hebrews 4:15 for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin a sinless savior the lamb of god who came to take away the sins of the world amen he knows he understands well, I, no one under, no no one's ever been through what I'm going through. Jesus understands. He does. But when you read through all that he went through, it might you might not have all the exact things that we have. But he he understands how we feel, and he certainly understands what we need. It's good to be in church i think we take i think those of us that come here all the time take it for granted more than not i know i have sometimes i wasn't raised here so i do have some background of prior knowledge but i can't tell you that i ever was in a church service before i came here where i heard a testimony like brother larry's Amen. Our God is real. And that should engender faith in all of our hearts. Lest at any time we should let them slip. What does that mean? Lest at any time we should let it leak out. That's what that means. It's like we're a vessel if you have cracks, pour something in, it starts leaking out. It's a metaphor taken from that. So someone tells you about the gospel and it leaks out. Superficial hearers. We read about that in God's word, not, not hearers only, but doers of the word. Superficial hearers lose the benefit of the word as the vessel leaks the fluid out. I I equate this to the saying that I used to hear. We say that someone has it go in one ear and out the other. Have you heard that before? Or is that for old people only? (laughs) In one ear and out the other. I see it in my classroom all the time. Bless their hearts. You, you say it, and you just, you can tell it didn't register. And it might be because they don't understand. It might be because they're thinking about what's for lunch, or why did their friend say that to them last period, or whatever it might be. But they're not there. This is serious business. If you know what's going out the air of the air, put your hand on it. It's important. You want to hear what's being said. It's not just what I'm saying. It's what God said. We ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. We hear the gospel from this pulpit. We hear God's word from this pulpit. We hear God's heart from this pulpit. We need to give the more earnest heed. What an opportunity. We've heard, we've heard amazing testimonies, beautiful songs, and we have an opportunity to pray, to meet our Savior. If you don't have a Savior yet, tonight can be your night. If an angel says don't turn around and you do and you turn to salt, God's saying come down and pray. He's offering an opportunity freely to all to come, lay down your burdens, repent of anything you've done. Ask Him into your heart. Ask Him for forgiveness and and just surrender your heart to Him. We give Him filthy rags and He gives us life everlasting. What a bargain! The blood avails for all who will believe to save, to sanctify, to heal. Do you believe? Oh, Lord, help them on my unbelief. belief. If I can't believe, I want to, the Lord will help you. We can draw near or we can neglect him. That's the choice that stands before you right now. Come near or neglect. Romans 6:23 says, "For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Tonight, let's choose life. Let's choose victory. The song is 596. Won't you come and pray?